With the US feeling the pain by the government shutdown, of course, yeah, I know it's opening right now, at least as of today, the recording of this podcast, at least for three weeks. So Trump administration and the Congress can negotiate details on funding the wall and, you know, politics as usual. Also, look at the other side of the Atlantic or the UK, which is frankly in a state of confusion by indecision over Brexit. I wonder whether developments in ICT, that is information communication technology and big data, might ultimately favor authoritarian systems over democracies. I'm Bruce Alibadi. Join me as in this episode, we'll be looking at is technology reshaping political powers around the world or not? Okay, so could the combination of big data, computing power, artificial intelligence, and all these wonderful stuff, in a way, build a quite effective sort of authoritarian system by letting, let's say, countries like China and its leaders to deliver the better quality of life needed by their population? while at the same time containing social unrest and objections and keeping people people in line, so to speak? Well, I know, that's a big question. So none of us really have the answer for that. Or maybe I should say, I don't have the answer for it. But it's a question worth asking. Well, here's another important question. Is authoritarian system versus democracy even the right way of looking at the problem? Or rather than favoring one system over the other one, is technological disruption creating something new that we don't really have a name for it yet. So let's look at other dimensions of political power that are being, uh, in a way, reshaped by technology. Let's start with this one. Technology megacorporations versus the state. Yes, every day, around 1.5 billion people around the planet exchange information and data, express their preferences, and in a way form political views on places like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, among other platforms. In countries that recognize free expression, the social network and other large internet platforms exercise huge influence over how information flows through society. But in authoritarian systems, like let's say China for example, the ruling Communist Party also counts on influential megacorporations that it doesn't fully control to stay on the cutting edge of advanced technologies like artificial intelligence and, of course, ultimately, to stay in power. So what if the real question isn't whether technology favors democracy over authoritarian systems, but how the rise of these new kinds of geopolitical actors is upsetting both models? Here's the second portion. So cities versus national governments. Yes, in the past, I have talked about my idea that technology may eventually promote, uh, in a way, the re-emergence of cities as important actors in the global affairs after a long period of dominance by nation states. So urban areas already account for 80% of our global economic output. And the game-changing innovation, like ultra-fast, we call it 5G mobile networks, a technology that some observers, yes, including myself, think could be more revolutionary than the uh, original internet itself, will almost surely be rolled out in major cities first. So, by the way, in previous episodes, I have also talked about the geopolitics of 5G. So, as national governments struggle to manage the resulting political, social, and economic tensions, cities will continue to outperform economically and may even exceed 
national governments in political importance. So here's the bottom line. As technology continues to evolve and governments, citizens and corporations respond to this political disruption that it creates, I think the question might not be so much the relative strength of democracy versus authoritarian systems as what new systems of governance emerge to take their place.